<laughs> and you know, it's been almost like you've been trying to convince most of us that it's been over for a long time. And I think a lot of people are starting to realize that you're that you're indeed right. Well, what I've said. How also first, how are you, Dylan? On this Friday, oh, I'm doing great. Rainy I, Friday. I'm a little tired. We, you know, we both. I had to wake up kind of early for class. Yeah, you no, did too. So as did Chris. All three of us. Yeah. So, but it's a struggle. Yeah. What I've been saying, mathematically, mathematically, it's still not over. Clearly, right? Correct. Yeah. They they have the the chances. They have the games on the schedule, the quad one games, where they could easily go on a run and make the tournament. Right? Mathematically. Yeah. But what I've been trying to say is this team's just not good enough, and in that way, the season has been over in my mind for a long time. And I think this loss in Northwestern is just kind of the nail in the coffin, right? I, I don't know how you expect to beat these teams, even at home, right? Some of these top-tier teams when you can't even beat Northwestern or Minnesota with seven scholarship players, right? Just th- some of these wins have been so bad lately. So, yeah, I mean, it was really sad. This is the first game all year I have turned off halfway through. Yeah. So, I, I hate to admit it, but I did turn it off. And then I turned it back on, and they're down 10. I turned it off when they were down over 20 in the second half, right? I'm like, this is a waste of my time. What am I doing, right? Um, right. And then I turned it back on, and it's like Paul's having a career night. And then he, I, I'm watching it now, and Paul just, Paul's going off, right? He looks, he looks so under control. He looks so confident. He's fired up. He's getting in people's faces. He's diving on the floor, loose balls. He's taking charges. He's doing the stuff they normally does, but he's, he's hit, he, he's had some struggle making shots just earlier in the year, right? Like there's been games where he's had problems turning over games. You know, whatever. But one of the common themes, I think, throughout the season with Paul is just had trouble making open shots, right? He's got great looks. He he has a good handle. Um, he's a great decision maker. He hasn't struggled with any of those things. But he's had trouble, I think, hitting some open shots. But he was really – he was on, right? He was hitting open threes. He was getting to the rim, finishing over smaller guys. Paul's one of those guards that likes to post. He was posting. So, I mean, he was doing a little bit of everything, and he was dominating. Um, but so, so sad, you know, came all the way back. Just to lose. So sad. I mean, they were down 43-25 to 25 at halftime, and they outscored Northwestern 45-27 to 27 in the second half to force OT. Um, it, it just, it's tough because as a Rutgers fan, you look at the box score of this game, and, and I too was had this game off halfway through the game, but... You know, I was just I was in my dorm room and I had it on in the background. I said, you know, what the hell? I'll put it on in the background. Let me do some homework. Yeah, let me do some homework. Yeah, watch some YouTube something, right? And I was just like, okay. And I, I, every time, every like couple minutes or so, I look over and I just see Rutgers starting to get closer. I'm like, I like it was like like 24 points at one point. I just and then all of a sudden it's eight or you know 10 points. I'm like, okay. Making some progress. Like ten then, is always a game. Ten is like, oh, right. they could go on a right. run, hit a couple threes. Ten yeah, with yeah. like eight minutes left in the game. I was oh, like, okay, okay, this is. And I and I saw like Mulcahy, eighteen points. I was like, okay, this guy's on fire. And I and then they had me hooked. And then I'm watching. Then Rutgers gets the lead at a point. Uh, and then you know, obviously it goes to overtime. And I'm like, they showed a stat, and I was texting you, David. They showed a stat that Northwestern since 2018 was seven and 26 in games decided by five or fewer points in regulation or overtime. 7-26. and 26. And I said that to David, and we were both like, it's pretty I, much a lock. I was doing this. Yeah, it's pretty much a lock. Oh, yeah, I was getting hype, pumping my fist. Hearing that, I mean, you think it's a lock, and then Rutgers loses by one. You think it's like lock of the fashion. week, but yeah. it's not. I mean, Rutgers did it to themselves in this game, man. They, they start off so slow in a lot of these games in the first half, and then it forces this crazy comeback in the second half that just seems like way too much to to handle and then when they actually do you know you're leading your your leading guy baker no points to show for it in the whole game in 40 minutes of the play. whole game the whole game no points to show for it oh for seven 
you know, and if you had told me, I don't care which opponent it was, if you had told me Paul Mulcahy was putting 31 points on the board in a Big Ten game against any opponent, it could have been it could have been Illinois, it could have been any team in the Big Ten. If you told me Paul Mulcahy was giving us 30 points, I would have said, wow, which team did we beat by 20? That's what I would have told you, honestly. Yeah. Because Paul Mulcahy, before this game, his career high was 15. And that, he nearly, that makes sense. nearly doubled it. Yeah. And we still lost. That's an issue. I, I would say. I would say <laughs> that's, that's a big issue. issue. I would say that's a big issue. I mean, yeah. I mean, we got you have to hold the Stars accountable, right? This team goes as Baker and Ron go, and Baker not scoring the whole game, is it's a big problem, right? You're Huge. not going to win pretty much any game against the Big Ten team, much less, I mean, maybe some of these lower teams, right, too, if that happens. But, I mean, some of those plays toward the end, right, wide open three, just brick. Right. You know, threw that pass to no one. Yeah, Geo, it's just throwing it in the bench. That that it's also looking like too. looking like the Livy Rec Center. Like, <laughs> he did not. I mean, uh, that, that was horrible, yeah, inexcusable. No, just, but yeah, not good. I mean, yeah, I there was some talk about the last shot too that Ron took, and I mean, I don't know. Looking back, you could argue it. You could. It's definitely open. Definitely, yeah. it was not like highly contested. It's like, a high oh, percentage shot. It's a hot shot that he's made this year. Yes, I agree with that. Is that a shot that he like consistently made that game? No. I mean, I, mean, I didn't even watch the game, but I would say no. From like the second half that I saw it, no. And just looking at the box score, no. You got to play the hot hand. You got to play the hot hand, right? You. I could just think back to the play a couple of plays before. Not a couple of plays before. It was an over. It was an overtime game, right? Yeah. Right. The last play of regulation, where Paul took it all the way down and then dished it the cliff at the last second, and he dunked it. Right, that was before overtime. That was a very it. similar amount of time left on the clock, um, and they get, let their best their best player that day handle the ball and make a decision, and he made the right decision, and then forced OT. Um, and then just th- that was not the case um, in OT right. when Ron had the ball in his. Yes, it was an open shot, but no, that was that was not a shot that he had been comfortable that day hitting. So yeah, I love to see the Paul. Paul have the ball in his hands, or at least I'd love to see Ron get to the rim and hopefully get fouled or stretch the game out if he could have. I think there was like nine seconds left when he when he started dribbling down the court. So, yeah, I'd love to see him even get closer. I was saying that in the moment. I was saying, like, don't settle. But, I mean, yeah, it was definitely an open shot, but very very disappointing. Very disappointing. Result. Open shot, but like I said, you got to play the hot hand, man. Like, he's four of four. He was four of 13 before that shot and two of six from three. And six of his sixteen points were from the line. He was he was struggling all night. Four fourteen is not going to cut it. Four fourteen is not going to cut it. It's not going to cut. The best it. player on the team. That's not going to cut it. And you had a guy like Mulcahy who played forty four minutes, so he only sat literally one minute of that game. It's a five minute overtime period, so he played pretty much the whole game, and he gave you thirty one points. Ten of thirteen from the floor was very efficient. Two of three from three. Nine of eleven from the line. Seven rebounds. Seven assists. Four steals. He was as efficient as, uh, I think, a college basketball player can really be at that position. I I think he really showcased all of his skills in one game. Rebounding, passing, scoring, and getting steals, defense. So, he he put on an absolute clinic. And it's just very surprising to me that they didn't at least entertain the thought. I mean, maybe they did, but they just didn't. It didn't seem like from the get-go. It just seemed like Paul Mulcahy was just nowhere to be found in that play. Like, he was just not included. Now... Is Ron Harper our most consistent scorer on the team? Probably. I mean, Probably. dude, if you're looking at the last couple of weeks, 
I, you got to kind of reevaluate, right, maybe. But, right, but you see, here's the thing. Rutgers as a whole is not consistent. I know, so but... So saying he's consistent, is he really consistent, he's been uh, he's, he's not been good for the last couple of weeks now. It hasn't just been this one game or the last two games. It's been the... It's been the last couple of weeks. He's strung out yeah. a couple of bad performances in a row. So, I mean, I'm in complete lockstep with you that he's by far, I think he's by far the most talented player on the team, yeah. right? I mean, I, how, I've said that before. How yeah. good is he that we're calling a 16-point game that, a bad performance? Awesome. I mean, Well, because he shot 4 of 14. That's, yeah. that's not yeah, that efficient. He still managed to get 16 points, which is, you know, usually considered a, a decent game for a player. Well, well the argument our we're, we're talking about the final shot selection. We're saying we would have rather had Paul with the shot. No, I get, I get what you're saying. I'm I just kind I'm just kind of musing about how it, it it's funny to me that he's such a good player that you know having 16 points isn't that great of a day for him. But going I mean, it's on, right at his season average. It's like it's like it's his average. It's an average game for him. If I'm being honest, it's very average for him for now, a guy of his skill set. Now. Now, going back to the final shot, now I'm going to be honest. I didn't watch the game because after the Maryland game at home, I was just so frustrated. I was like, I'm just not watching this team. You know, they're just frustrating me, and I, I think it'll be better if I just don't watch. Um, so, you know, I don't know. Can you guys just tell me who all was out on the court um, for the final play, for the final shot? Um. I assume it was the starting five. I could be wrong. I don't really remember. I, I know Caleb who. didn't play a lot of the second half that I saw at least. He only so. played 16 minutes. Yeah. So he might have gotten hurt so he, or something. Uh, yeah, he might not have been in. But, Jay, kind of my point was that he he's the best player in this team, but you have to look at, like, percentages too, right? So he took – I just looked up. He just took he took 24% of the team's shots, right? And mm-hmm. he only scored 20% of their points. Well, so that just looking at that, that's an inefficient game. Well, the reason I ask— And he is, has to take a lot of shots. The reason I ask is because, you know, you talk about wanting to see maybe Ron go to the rim. Well, you know, yeah, M- Paul Mulcahy, he had a stellar night that night, and obviously the first thought is give it to him. But why not Cliff? He had 22 points against Northwestern, and if you want to have somebody go to the rim— why not him instead if he's having such a good night? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the type of play where they had the ball in the backcourt, call a timeout, and then could run a play where they were already on North under Northwestern's basket, right? So they had to go the whole length. It of the was court. off a missed free throw. It I was think. off the. It, I think, um, was it? No, I think that was like the final one second heave was off a missed free throw. I think they had. I think they inbounded it with like nine seconds left, but I could uh, be wrong on that. Yeah, I think they inbounded with like nine seconds left. Had to go the full length of the court. So either way, there was going to be. A guard bringing it up or Ron, which he's played that like point forward type of role a lot of points throughout the years. So, um, I mean, unless like they got Cliff a touch right away in the possession, but there was only like eight, nine seconds left, I believe, when they inbounded it. Still not be able to find it. Yeah, I'm but, looking now. Yeah. So, nine seconds left. Uh, Boo Booey missed a free throw. It was a one and one with nine seconds. Ron Harper got the rebound, went the length of the court, and then missed the jumper. So there was no inbound. It was on the missed free throw, and I don't think they had a timeout. So they couldn't get a play. My, so I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. They, they couldn't draw it up I mean, unless they verbally had a play that was said out loud. It pretty much just was, okay, Ron, you got the rebound. Go down there and get a shot. And to be honest, I don't think anyone's discrediting the, sh- the look he got. It was a great look. I mean, it wasn't like he was taking some deep three-pointer that he could never make. He was taking an open mid-range jumper that he got separation on. And he just missed it short. The question is, was it his shot to take? That's the question. I don't think it's so much as... I think it's just more of 
I agree with you, Jake. Why is the ball not in Paul or Cliff's hands at this point? Yeah, and and for me, it's kind of the thing, you know, you say that eight or nine seconds left, that's not enough time for them to, you know, be able to get a play like that where they can get under the rim. But to me, that just kind of speaks to how slow Rutgers' overall pace is when playing games and how they never, they, especially this year, have never really quite had the tempo you need to really keep up with teams in the Big Ten or really any conference in the Power Five because, you know, most teams would, with eight or nine seconds, should be able to get down the court and get a play in the paint. I mean... Yeah, but you see, then the flip side, not exactly to what you're saying, just I'm thinking to myself, like, the flip side to my argument is, like, Cliff, uh, not Cliff, Ron, I mean, say what you want, if it was lucky or not, he already hit the big shot against Purdue... I would have been see here's the thing I would have been furious if Baker was the one shooting that ball because then people would have argued well big shot maker right the whole thing he's made plenty of shots in the past he hadn't made a bucket all night Baker shouldn't have been in the game Baker's, after that pass yeah that's, that's why I like college because you see some coaches actually you like you would never see a star player get pulled in the NBA th- for throwing a crappy pass like that but I would have loved to seen him get pulled after that yeah. like that that almost like that humbled. pissed me off so much. That was a horrible pass. Yeah, it was. It was not very, not very accurate. It was, it was with twenty seconds left in the game. Too. I know. It, I know. It. it, it you want to be the face of the team? Don't throw the ball to no one. I know. I know. It was not ideal. I'll say that. I mean, but also, Jake. One thing. I don't think. I. I mean, Cliff has actually been one of the most efficient players on the year, but he is not like a post threat whatsoever. Right? There's been times where they've thrown it to him, um, in the post, and he's faced up guys. And he's like he's looked kind of goofy. He's looked kind of out of sorts, right? Which I thought he would have improved a lot from last year, and maybe he has, maybe in practice. But it, it de- for whatever the case, it definitely has not translated to games. What he's been really good at is just kept catching and finishing, really close to the rim. So yeah, I mean, if pu- if Paul or Ron pushed the ball and then got it to Cliff in a position where he could just go up and hammer it or finish close to the rim, yeah, I mean, I could could have definitely seen that, but. Uh, I mean, no one else touched the ball except Ron in that play, so. Did not see, here's the thing, like. <sighs> see, here's the thing. Do you trust Paul taking that mid-range jump shot, the same one that Ron took? No, I don't. I do not. I mean. And I know you don't want to, but you. but you. He shot so well you see what the I mean? game. But you see what I mean, though? Yeah. When I'll, you start asking I don't, those I don't want to see anyone shooting the ball. I wanted Ron to, tr- to get fouled or I take understand. it to the rim and dunk on some fools. Like, I he can do. I understand, but uh, I'm just saying, like, sorry, Jake, I don't mean to cut you off. I'm just saying, like, in that situation, with that shot, as open as it was, and you might say it was settling, but who else on the team would you want shooting that specific shot? Definitely not Paul. Even with the the day he had, most of those points were from nice little post moves he had down low on an undersized guard, right? And he made a He's nice good goal. at that. He's very He's good a smart at that. player. Very yeah. efficient. Very but smart. do I trust him making a fadeaway mid-range jump shot to win? No, I don't. That's Ron's shot. That's that's a Geo Ron shot. So it's, I defend Geo shot for me two so years ago. I see <laughs> so I see both sides. And I, I'm almost conflicted on which one to side with. Because it's like do you really trust Mulcahy with a shot like that? Like, I don't even think I've seen him make a shot like that before. Who to, says he would have taken a shot like that, though? That's the thing. Just get put the ball in his hands and maybe let him not. Make a maybe play. he wouldn't have settled. That's maybe. what he did. He gave the ball to maybe Cliff not. on the you know the play to force OT. I mean, maybe he would have hit. <laughs> maybe he would have hit Harper. Maybe streaking to the cup. 
I mean, to answer your question, you know, I don't necessarily trust Paul Mulcahy to make that mid-range jumper, but I do trust him in the corner from three. That's where he's been most effective scoring this year, isn't it? I no. would say in terms of him, his shooting ability, yes, but he's been, he's been most effective in the paint, gaining getting separation down low with some of those undersized guards that he kind of pulls in with him, and he does he makes some nice moves down there. I would say that's where he's most effective. So, you know... Once again, we would they have been better off trying to get a quick play into the paint or just taking, you know, a three ball from Paul Mulcahy or Ron Harper Jr. instead of doing a mid-range jumper? I like going for the two. Like I I mean, yeah. I would have been so mad if they took like some crappy three-pointer that they didn't need and they wasted a little bit of time to just shoot it, right? I, I like that they went for the two. I just I'm with David. I think if they just drove to the basket, tried to create some sort of contact. I mean, a guy like Ron Harper might get more calls down there than the average Joe in college basketball. And you know, you can kind of play that to your advantage a little bit. And Northwestern's not the greatest team. It's not like they're the most disciplined defense in all the country and they're, they're not, not gonna that value. Good. They're not they're not a good they're team. They're not that good. They're not a good team. So it's almost as if like you're putting the you're putting the game in the hands of the refs, but you're also even if he goes up a little bit of contact, it's still a close enough shot where the where the percentage of making it is very high. And can I also mention too, late in that game, um, there were a couple of plays where Rutgers had put back opportunities and just kept missing. There was one that they had Mag like got three. Like three, and he just missed. Mag all of them. and Cliff both missed yeah. a couple of bunnies. Like what's that? What's it's, up with that? It's just not we're, we're not about, good play. We're talking about the jump shot. Meanwhile, we're, we're we're not talking about like them getting three offensive rebounds and missing two foot layups. Now I get they're contested, but you if you shoot it three times in a row, I would expect you to make it once. It gave me Houston flashbacks to the the tournament. Don't I watched it because you know what I did? Cause don't you, say the word tournament when we're talking about Rutgers basketball. I watched the highlights of that game, and. At the very end, I just remember Rutgers, like Miles Johnson, oh, missing the dunk, oh missing the gosh. layup, and then everything. The That's whole momentum, the whole momentum shifted. That's what reminded me of that. I don't want to think about that. I, I didn't either. Get that out of I, my head. But I was just like, I gotta watch. I gotta watch a good product. So I was like, I looked it up on YouTube. But uh, so that's what it reminded me of. <laughs> gotta watch a good. Product. Gotta watch a good product. I feel so, that. Oh, I feel that. So speaking of good product, you know, I mean, we we could go on for hours about this game because it was. It's over. They lost. Let's talk about their next game. Yeah. So. I hate My talking question, about So we're all in agreement that unless they make a crazy run in the Big Ten tournament and win that whole thing, get the automatic bid, they're not going to the tournament. We're all in agreement on that, right? I've I've thought that for he's so, been saying so we're not so we're been not we're no yeah, longer they're not I don't think they're a good team. We're I don't no think they're quality. concerned <laughs> with that March Madness bid this year. I mean, hopefully, hope I would love David for them, wants it. I would love for them he's to go just on a, a realist. Run. I'm unfortunately, I'm, it's hard to hear. I'm I I could be being negative, but I would dude, I would love for them to go on a run, but it's just not gonna happen. So he doesn't predict it. Just taking oh, no it one game at a time. We got this next game uh tomorrow at four PM against Michigan State at home. Michigan State ranked number thirteen. Is there anything Rutgers can do to put together a competitive performance and maybe even win the game? Obviously they're not expected to win, you know, Michigan State, one of the best teams in college basketball as they usually are but is there any way the Rutgers can win this game with the you know and improve on the way that they've been playing you know as of late both the good and the bad 
Yeah. I mean, totally. I mm-hmm. mean, they're home. They they yes. have a chance to be any team in the country at home. Yes. Any Big Ten team in the country at home, 1 through 25. 100%. 1 through wherever, wherever Nebraska and Northwestern are in Ken Palm and the net. They could totally beat all of them. Will they? <laughs> Will they put together 40 <laughs> minutes? How about don't sleep for the whole first half? How about start with that, right? Don't come out slow. Right. Don't put yourselves in a hole against a team that is – very good offensively and likes to run constantly off every possession. Uh, a team that it's going to be hard to keep up with, um, both on the scoreboard and just stamina-wise, right? So, yeah, I mean, they can't put themselves in a hole. If they want any chance, they have to play a whole 40 minutes. Yeah, can't start out slow, um, and I agree. I think Rutgers beats anybody in the country at home, I, I, I in the Big Ten, that is. Um yeah, I, I changed that. Yeah, I, 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 I realized <laughs> how that sounded, like saying Rutgers could beat like Gonzaga at home. I, and then I kind of went – or Auburn. Yeah. By the way, they're a fun team to watch. Auburn? Yeah, yeah. and I kind of went back on that. So, yeah, anyone in the they're Big complete. Ten I think Rutgers can beat at home. I that, do no I do believe like some of these Rutgers teams the last couple of years could genuinely beat anyone at home. Like yes. the year they, they only lost to Michigan. They were 19-1 and one at home. I genuinely believe they could have beat anyone in the country I agree with you. I agree but with I don't statement. believe that this team could. I don't think it's this year. But – do I think they can win? Yeah. I, I think they have a, a decent shot to win this game. I, I think it's going to take a, a good game from Ron Harper, though. I think it starts there. I, I think he needs to get out of this. I guess, Jake, you wouldn't consider it a slump, but I guess David David and I would. I mean, he's got to be shooting better. Like It's not like his numbers are horrible, but like to beat teams like this, you need good performances. You can't take subpar performances from your superstar player. You need him to be the te- leading the team, and you definitely Geo Baker on the board. You can't have him putting up a goose egg, right? He needs to at least be in the double figures. Um, I think we need to see more of Paul. I think they need to build off that performance against Northwestern and implement that more into their game. I think that's a very effective way to to, to put up points because that's right up Pykele's alley. He likes to work the paint. And to have a guard like that that can just dominate the paint like that and get you quality looks, I mean, that's I mean, that's all you can ask for. So I think if you continue doing that, get Ron going early, get the whole team going early, I mean, they have a good chance to win. But I think if they start out slow yet again, it's it's just going to be another uphill battle. And I don't know if this team... Like, I just... If they couldn't do it against Northwestern... That's kind of been my point, too. Right. So what, I, I just... What makes you think that they're going to beat... A quality team when well, they can't be bad teams. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying in general for the uphill battle. Yeah. Saying if they couldn't, if they could mount the comeback and then not win the game in the end against Northwestern, I I don't see it happening against Michigan State. So, listen, I think the key here. I'll let you put your piece in, Jake. But I think the key here. I agree with David. Start start strong. Kind of like that. Like, kind of like in that Purdue game, they were. They were neck and neck with Purdue that whole game in the first half, and then they came out in the second half neck and neck, right? Like it just play a competitive game from start to finish. Like don't go down at halftime down twelve points. You know what I mean? It's just the, Rutgers needs to get back to their way of basketball. I think they've been in a slump. I would say also one of the three way, of their last four. One of the reasons losses. I think they won the Purdue game were some of the student section chants at Zach Eady. So I would say pick a player and <laughs> and kill him. <laughs> That's what they did in the Iowa game. They were calling uh, McCaffrey's kid uh, Which one, Daddy's Patrick boy. or Connor? Um, Maybe both. I think it was Patrick. Patrick, whichever he's the, one, he's the whichever, one. Whichever one actually scores. Then one Patrick just starts this stinks. year. Yeah, I mean, Connor has started in years past. Connor's like the, the same grade as Baker and Jordan Bohannon. He's the fifth-year senior. But, oh, no, it was Patrick, sorry. 
That's what you said. Okay, then that's what it was. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I didn't know them for their first names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to double yeah, check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I would say, yeah, I would say target a player. <laughs> I'm just, just like thinking about the roster. I don't know who would equate to Zach Eady. Really, no one. Hmm. I would say maybe Marcus Bingham. He's a little goofy. He's a big. Yeah. I mean, pick I, somebody. I'm, I'm just throwing a couple names out there. I'm, I'm not gonna be there. I'm gonna be here, so I won't be able to participate in this uh, thing that I'm totally not advocating for. <laughs> but yeah, I would. You know, I mean, AJ Hogard is really good, but he's really ugly. So I mean, him. <laughs> Maybe, Oof. yeah, Marcus Bingham, one of them. I would just take one of those guys. Those are just suggestions, and I would just kill him verbally, of uh, course. Obviously, obviously, <laughs> we can't, you know, recommend that the fans at the game Go harass I- any of the players, but we're, we're just saying it's been known Theoretically. to happen. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, that could be something that might play into Rutgers' favor during the game. But what I'm thinking is it, there's a couple things. One, it's kind of a mentality thing. I'm not sure what the coaches tell them or what goes through their heads personally. But I know for me, and just for all of us, if we kind of just need to think about it in way, in way simpler terms. The only game that matters right now is this game against Michigan State. The last game, that was heartbreaking, but it's it's done, it's over. The next game doesn't matter. Their future, you know, in this season does not matter. Right now, they should just focus on trying to beat Michigan State as best as they possibly can. It's kind of a mentality thing. Don't let anything else distract them from that. And in terms of how they can keep up with Michigan State, I'm thinking just they they need to play it. what we've been saying the whole time. They need to play more of their brand of basketball. They need to play, you know, quicker more physical, more in the paint type of play. You know, they they I notice whenever I do watch them that a lot of the time they take too much time trying to develop shots from mid-range or longer and they don't really let themselves, you know, get in the paint or they don't get in there fast enough and then it closes. I think that that's their brand closes. of basketball though. I think that's how they play. They're, they're a slower team offense. And I also would agree with you in general, but Michigan State plays at the fastest tempo in the Big Ten and one of the fastest tempos in the whole country. So Rutgers, regardless of how they play, if they speed up from normal, they won't be able to match that. So I think if they try to kind of keep up and match that, then they're going to start to turn the ball over and not and kind of get away from their own style of basketball. I do agree that in general they need to play faster, but I don't think tomorrow is the day to do that. They, I think tomorrow they kind of need to play their own brand of basketball and – uh, not not kind of let Michigan State dictate the tempo. I'm not I'm not saying they need to play faster to keep up with Michigan State. I'm saying they need to play faster to be able to play their brand of basketball because right now their brand of basketball isn't going fast enough and it's not working. Um, but in terms of you know playing with Michigan State, who's one of the fastest teams in the country right now, instead of trying to keep up with them, try to slow them down defensively. You know, that's that's how you stop a potent offensive attack like that. Well, I think it also it, it works two ways. You got to because the David's point, if you try and go too quick on offense and they're going quick on offense, now you're in a shootout in a shootout. You can't you can't win when you're not their strength isn't their offense. Right. Your strength is your defense. You got to right. play it into the hands of your defense. So what that means is when you have the ball on offense take 25 seconds off the clock. You know what I mean? Like right. like work the ball around. Take you know shoot the ball when there's 5 seconds left. Like that kind of stuff because if you just allow quick possessions offensively and you allow Michigan State 
you know, maybe five more possessions by you doing that in the half, it could result in, you know, anywhere from 10 more points they can score. So it's like Rutgers defensively, I think they, they will play a good defensive game at home. They normally do. Uh, it's the offense that needs to be a slow pace. They need to play their brand of basketball, which is slower paced, and they need to play good defense and try and slow down that Michigan State offense. That's what they need to do. And the Stars need to show up. Stars need to show up. Right. And you can't have a combined 4 for 14 from Harper and then 0 for from Baker, right? 0 and, 7. And ex- yeah, ooh. Come, come up fresh with the stats and expect the <laughs> win, right? No chance. 0% chance of a, of a W if that happens. So, going to need a better performance from both Harper and Baker. And and look, you know, about Baker, yeah, he had 0 for 7 night, no points against Northwestern. Everybody has bad games once in a while. If you look at his games, you know, leading up to that one, I mean, they weren't bad games at all. You know, he was actually playing a lot better, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, the Minnesota game was awesome. Yeah. The Minnesota game was, I think, it might have been the best performance the whole year, even. 25 points. Yeah, he had— I mean, even just because it was so bad shooting as a team. 25 so he, against Minnesota. He kind of kept them against afloat. Maryland. Uh, 14 against Nebraska were his last three games before Northwestern. So, you know, one bad game, he can bounce back from that. He just has to actually bounce back. (laughs) And that's a big if because we've seen it time and time again where guys like Ron and Gio go on cold streaks for a little bit and the team just cannot stay afloat. That's that's been the issue. Can't let the one bad performance get stuck in your head and – Constantly, you know, bouncing around in there and distracting you from, you know, playing good basketball. Basketball reference. Bouncing around in there. (laughs) Bouncing around in your head. The one thing I will say, though, is I kind of like that Gio recognized he just didn't have it. And he only took seven shots, which honestly isn't that much considering his, his, like, his position on the team. Like, he's, like, the leader, like, the captain, everything. Like, he would be the guy chucking up all the shots. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. It's it's almost he was aware because a normal a normal game Ron would have kept shooting a no yeah a normal game to Jake's point a slow possession maybe the defense is playing well no good looks Baker just throws up a step back as the shot clock is right, right that happens that multiple happens. times every game but I guess kind of to your point he wasn't really doing that but it did, it did feel like he missed but I mean at least when I was watching in the second half when I did turn it back on. He missed a couple like wide open jumpers. Yeah, wide open. Well, yeah, I'm just. Yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah. I, I just in the whole game, I know. Yeah, I just prefer. I I kind of just liked how he didn't shoot. He didn't go one didn't for fifteen. It. He didn't force. He it. didn't force it. He he recognized and he let Paul go to work. Now the issue is he threw the ball away in the second half, or they might have been overtime. I forget which one it was. To be honest, I think it was overtime. Either way, it was a very critical possession, and I don't know if Jake, you've seen what we're talking about, but it looked like. He threw it at it's his like a ankle. No, not to even. the right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like to the way right of like. Okay, so like, so Geo's top of the key. Mm-hmm. Ron's left wing. It's like catchable catch rate or re- receiver, like some advanced tracking metric. Zero percent. <laughs> he threw it like maybe a foot or two to the right of his right leg at his ankle, and Ron barely got a finger on it. Like it was that low and bad. It almost hit Pykele. Like it was that bad. That's ooh. It was yeah, not. I can, I can picture it in my head. It's yeah. No. Not, yeah. It's not good. Does it hurt your head to picture it? Because <laughs> it's hurting mine right now. Um, it's hurting my head remembering. Yeah. It's not hurting my head to picture it, but I'm sure it would hurt my head if I actually saw it. Do you have a headache? Is your head aching? Um, no. <laughs> oh, mine is. Mine is thinking about this pass. It's aching. Desperately. Badly. 
badly. All right, well, hurts. <laughs> our heads are aching. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. Locks of the Week up next. You're listening to The Crew on WRHU FM, New Brunswick. They're probably bottom feeders of the league at this point, but I think 10 points is a lot. And I think, I think the Pistons can cover that. Celtics have been prone to kind of keeping things close, so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the uh, Pistons plus ten as my lock. I don't think they win though. They 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 suck. I I have no faith that the Pistons win. I haven't watched one NBA game all year, so I wouldn't know. But yeah, I, me neither. I, I if I'm being honest, I I barely watched. I just I yeah. I thought it was like yeah, too many points. That's Let's a lot go. Of points. I know that I know they drafted Cade number one overall <laughs> and Garza. I don't know if Garza plays or at all. But. Jeremy Grant is like their oh. their lead guy. He's pretty good. He used to be on the Knicks. Yeah, right, I think. he's pretty good. I know he was on the Nuggets too, like in the COVID, the COVID bubble year. Yeah, Cade Cunningham's also up there. I know there's some random days throughout the year where like these big college basketball fans like me are disappointed because there's like there's nothing on tonight, which is really weird. There's no top twenty five games. There's no Big Ten games. I know. No, it's it's really strange. There's like no Power Five games, but. There are some games. So I'm going to pick a college basketball spread tonight, the first one of the year. Um, I've just been picking, like, football games and the show, like, every week since school started. So I'm going to pick Iona, Rick Pitino, and the Iona Gales, maybe. I don't know. I think that's what they are. Good guess. Yeah. They're 18-3 t- <laughs> they're, they're and three in the year. They're actually really good. They're playing Kansas. Okay. Not Kansas, C A N I S U S. I have no clue what that is, but they're twelve and a half point favorites. So Iona minus twelve and a half. That's my lock. And who are they playing? Kansas. I don't know. C A N S I U S. Can't. Can How do you spell it? I have absolutely no clue. C A N I S U S. I U S. Iona's gonna blow them out. This is C A N I S I U S. This is the makings of a fraud. Okay, well, I don't know how to pronounce the team, so I'm gonna go with Iona. Yeah, no, I'm taking <laughs> not not just like the money line. They're twelve and a half Fair point enough. favorites. I'm taking the spread. Oh, okay, so oh, yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. gonna kill them then. All right, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. nice. All right, Jake, what's your uh, what's your lock looking like? All right, I don't have the betting line for this one up. I'll look it up for you. Um, but my. My game is a college basketball game tomorrow. I can't find it for tomorrow. I would have picked one. There's a million um, great games. And my lock of the week is Auburn, number one ranked Auburn at Georgia. <laughs> I'm picking Auburn to win that game. What's the betting line for that one? <laughs> you probably make no money with that. They're like they're like <laughs> twenty and one. The money line, you're, yeah. They're like twenty you're one and nothing. one. You're gonna have to bet like a thousand to win a dollar. <laughs> well, I'll look. Guess what? I I don't want to I don't want to make a risky pick and we already said don't take our betting advice so <laughs> dude that know. was like basically what I'm saying is my lock of the week is Auburn so you should pick Georgia if you're betting and this is tomorrow you're saying <laughs> yes dude that's like one of the first um, crews like I was ever like shadowing or on it was like right around the NFL draft and someone said uh I'm taking. Trevor Lawrence to go number one overall. <laughs> I forget who it was. I would totally rip, rip them if I remembered who it was or their name. But I'm like, yeah. I mean, it's like a, a cra- stupid, stupid odds on something like that, obviously. But extreme but yeah. heavy favorite. But yeah, I'm I'm pick my lock of the week is Auburn over Georgia. So you should pick Georgia, is what I'm saying. <laughs> 
Georgia's oh, not that good. Reverse psychology. Even though they did beat Alabama last week, which is like the most confusing team in the country. Alabama three and zero versus Final Four teams from last year, uh, defeating Gonzaga, Baylor, and Michigan, and losing to a team like Georgia last week. And they have a ton of losses. So there you go. You you now have. I just incentive. gave you the case for Georgia. Yes. You have an incentive to pick Georgia. I just gave even, you the case. Even even though it's number one ranked Auburn, who's been playing Auburn's out really of really good. I mean, only one loss on the year. Yeah, they're pretty wow. good. Um, they, they are very good. They're very fun to watch too. I've been I've been catching a couple of games that are on like national TV. I think they played Kentucky a little bit a little while ago, and then they played um, Kentucky that game against Alabama. They just hundred points. Yeah, they're, I thought that was gonna, that's what I mean. I thought that was going to be a good game because Alabama is so inconsistent. They play so well some days, so bad some other days. I was like, oh, I wonder if they could hang with Auburn. Their one loss, I, I was looking because I was interested to see what their one loss was because they're twenty one and one. Was all the way back in November of tw- uh, November twenty fourth on the road. Uh, this was a this was in the battle for Atlantis game, so it wasn't it was like a, a little non it, it was a home game for it was an away game for both teams against UConn uh, in UConn's double good. overtime, double yeah. overtime one fifteen to one oh nine. That was the score. R J Cole, that boy, nice. R J Cole is good. UConn, huh? UConn plays Nova tomorrow, Jake. Yes. What you got about that? RJ Cole, 24 um, points in that game. Yes, sir. I, I, I think it's That's really weird that Villanova didn't play a basketball game earlier this week. <laughs> they play tomorrow. I know, but I think it's really weird that they didn't. That they definitely didn't play Marquette earlier this week. Oh, oh right. They <laughs> oh, lost. Oh, they did. By 10. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm realizing now. Yeah. Sorry, I hate to it, laugh. I don't. But it's I told you Marquette was Marquette's good, legit. bro. I know. And I told you Shaka Smart. You were like, I didn't know he was great a great combo. Now, now you know. Now, now, you, now you're I'm all in, there. right? I'm all in now. Dude, they're good, bro. <laughs> now I'm all Marquette in. Marquette to the tournament? Justin, oh, confirmed. To the tournament, 100%. I mean, they I can mean, definitely make it I mean, if Georgetown run. can make it in, then I'm sure Marquette can do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Georgetown got hot at the right time last year, which kind of propelled them in. But Marquette could definitely make a run. I, I don't know, Dylan, if you've seen, Ju- Dil- what's his name? Justin Lewis at all this year. Justin Lewis, mark it down. I'll mark Slightly it down. under the radar, but very, very, very talented. Sixteen and a half points, eight rebounds per game. Very talented, and he's a freshman. Wow. Yeah, he, he's a he's a very talented. He had nineteen. He could points. propel them. He could get hot and propel them to a final four. He was one he rebound. He was one rebound off double double uh, in that game against Nova. He had nineteen and nine. Ooh, Geo Baker was ten points off a double double. So uh, ten points and ten <laughs> rebounds and ten assists off. Anyway. Oh man! So do we have it's any so other trash. locks of the week, <laughs> dude? I I don't know why on my app it doesn't show any of the lines for <laughs> the want... games tomorrow. Here's yeah, here's my either. lock of uh of the next couple of weeks here. Um, Dylan McCoy coming tails to on the on the Super Bowl coin toss tails. That's the lock. Hales on the Super Bowl. Hales. Well, wait. wait is one of them favored? On. Is one no, of them favored? No, no, no. <laughs> that would be that's hold on. I have They're both like minus 110 or whatever. Well, minus 104. Okay. I have to ask. You say tails on the Super Bowl coin toss. Yes. What if it's a? What if there's a second Super Bowl coin toss? What do you mean? OT? Yes. No, no. This is just the the first one. Okay. But do you have a prediction in case there's a second one? Uh... They're both going to be tails. Okay. Tails never fails, as <laughs> what they did, say. What did Travis Kelsey... Travis Kelsey said something about um, picking heads. Let me see if <laughs> I can find the quote. Yeah, no, no, I'm serious. What do I know? <laughs> I, I'm I serious. Know. He was like... Uh, that's, that's my lock of like the next week and a half. Tails on the opening kickoff coin toss. All right. Tails never fails, baby. 
right. Well, since we're since we're having some fun with uh, you know wacky NFL picks, do we want to just make a lock of the week for the Pro Bowl? <laughs> For the pro- is Dude, that this I, weekend? I forgot it was yep, happening. That, that's this. I forgot this Sunday. Man. I forgot. To. AFC is favored by one point. I'm hammering NFC plus one. You could bet on the Pro Bowl. <laughs> how can you? How can you <laughs> bet on an All Star game? Half of them don't hey, try. That, yeah, that's weird. That's weird. But I'm gonna there, hammer NFC plus one. There's a line on this game. I, I'm looking at ESPN right now. The line is AFC hammering minus one. one. I'll take over the under sixty two and a half. And hammering the under. I'll take the points. I'll All take right. the under and I'll take the plus one. What's the, wait? What's the over under at? Sixty two and a half. Oh, well, they expect no defense to be played. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I, 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 I mean, I don't it know, is the Pro Bowl. I don't know any of the historical scores, but that seems like absurdly high. Can you actually bet on the Pro Bowl? I'm, I'm sure you could bet on any sporting event if you tried hard enough. Dude, I'm on FanDuel right now, and I can only find the FD. Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, what's FD. up with that? FD. Well, that's because nobody wants to bet on the Pro Bowl. <laughs> yeah, it's. Because it's fixed, it's probably no one plays. <laughs> Great point. It's like I, it's okay. I'm betting. I'm betting on Russell Wilson throwing two touchdowns in his four minutes of play. Yeah, okay. Because he's they're gonna put in some other guy off the bench to let everyone play. Kirk Cousins. I'm gonna put my money in his hands. Are you kidding me? Let let Russ cook. Yeah, right. He'll be a giant. <laughs> oh, oh my Imagine. gosh. Imagine. Don't say the word giants. Oh, Don't say wait. the word giants. I can bet the Pro Bowl. Okay, so NFC plus one and a half. Uh, and plus a hundred on the money line, and the over under is sixty two and a half. That is interesting. I don't know what like the previous <laughs> scores were. I I feel like sixty two and a half might not even be so that high. So I actually have the last five Pro Bowls up right here on the uh, game preview because because it shows that on ESPN. So the last five, the scores were, or not well, necessarily the last up, five, David. but here's just five Quick previous math. ones. I mean, I did take um, stats. We this have. Morning. La- last year's Pro Bowl, that doesn't count because that was on Madden. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh. Oh, that's oh, no, wait, not, not, I was about to no, say. Wait. I was about to say. Yeah, not, not that I one. I forgot uh, about so that. The 2020, I thought you only got salty at the result. That doesn't count. 20, yeah. 2020 Pro Bowl, which which did happen, that was 38-33. Okay, so that's the way over. Then th- we had 26-7. See? Right there. 24-23. Yeah. Wait, wait, slow down, slow down, slow down. Yeah. Twenty six to seven to seven. Yeah. Oh, the, so that the, the NFC under. didn't show up that year. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, what was the year before that? Might have been a shot at like Drew Brees or something. Uh, before that was twenty four twenty three. All right, so that's under. And then twenty seventeen was twenty thirteen. So do you see four? Well, I guess three out of the four, right? Because we didn't count Madden. So three out of the four. What was the Madden one? We're under. I have no idea. Unders. You see that? But three I see a four. trend. Under. Although I will, I will say <laughs> two in, years ago in the, over. Under. In the Pro and the, Bowl, and the Madden one over in the Pro Bowl to the overs club in 2013. 2013 Pro Bowl, we did have a score of 62 to 35. How many years ago was uh, that? Come on, give that me was, some recent that was, data. That was almost 10 years. Ago. Oh, I don't that was need nine to hear that. Ago. I wasn't alive then. Come on, <laughs> what? 10 years ago. Come on, bro. Yeah, dude, David's 10. Sorry. Nah, but I, I, I'm telling you, NFC. Plus one and a half. <laughs> under. Over. Under. To the Overs Club. <laughs> Overs Club. You watch that show too? Yeah, of, of course. <laughs> of course, baby. That's funny. I mean, I, what was the Madden score? You need. I need yeah, what that. What was the Madden I, score? You know what? I'm going to look it up. You I guys, need the Madden score. You guys score. talk more about the uh, Pro Bowl while I look it up, right? <laughs> Dude, I haven't watched any. Like, Let me look up the rosters. I don't even know who's I don't on the teams. Know. I know people were mad that um, 
Like, when it came out, I saw people, like, mad on Twitter about it, but I yeah. haven't heard anything since. Well, Russell Wilson somehow made the Pro Bowl miss, like, six games. That's a joke. Because I, mean, I, I guess he fill, he's filling in. Also, what did he do this year? Lead the Seahawks to six wins or something? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, what did serious, he do? Seriously, what did he do? Um. Okay, so... Okay, so here we go. Sacked a hundred times. Here we go. The this is the offense for the NFC. See, this is why I'm hammering the NFC because in years past we were not we didn't have Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers on the same team. Oh. Um, Aaron Rodgers is the starter, but I don't know if Tom Brady's going to participate. He just retired, so I doubt it. He did. Uh, Kyler Murray, Kirk Cousins, and Russell Wilson. That's the QB room for the NFC. It's not. It's not that impressive. Not that impressive. Running honest. backs are Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, and James Conner. I don't know how James I don't know Connor how Alvin Kamara made it. By the way, James Conner yeah. deserved to get. In I mean, because he had a million touchdowns. Who? James Conner. Yeah, yeah, he deserved yeah, yeah. to get in this oh, year. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how Alvin Kamara got in. He barely did anything. Alvin Kamara, what did he do? I, trust me, he was on my fantasy team. I I saw week in and week he was out, a big time bust, giving me nothing. Oh yeah, he was a big time bust. Big time bust. Um, all right, well, Cooper Cup's not gonna be in it because he's in the Super Bowl. Devontae Adams. Um, Wait, you picked the NFC though as your lock, and yeah. you're reading all these guys, and you're like, oh, he's not in it. Oh, he sucks. I didn't say he sucked. I said it. Well, I kind of did, but he's still he's still a good player. He just didn't do anything this sucks. year. Yeah, he does. Uh, no, well, he's he going to be playing. He's underrated. He's underrated. Oh, uh, look at wait, his numbers. Keep going. Keep going. Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, Debo, and Mike Evans. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome, dude. Didn't CD Lamb also there? Overrated. Um, he might have gotten in because of Cooper Cup being in the Super Bowl. Sure, I, I'm not sure about that actually because go. they got to fill him in now. Um, and then George Kittle, Kyle Pitts, as the tight ends. Wide receiver and tight end is pretty loaded. Uh, overall, not crazy. And then I could care less about the offensive line, but they're they're, they're good, right? Um, yeah, we don't care. Yeah, I could care less about the offensive line. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Defense, they got Nick Bosa, Brian Burns, Cameron Obviously, Jordan, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is not going to play. Jonathan Allen, Kenny Clark. Um, Kenny Clark. I feel like Vita he's on Vea, the Colts. Vita Vea is replacing Aaron Donald. Javon Hargave is replacing Kenny Clark. All right, who cares about defense? The defense is good. They got Bobby Wagner, Michael Parsons, Michael Parsons, and Devin White. Uh, Devin White is replacing Bobby Wagner. Excuse me. Uh, Trayvon Diggs, Jalen Ramsey is not going to play, right? Darius Replaced Slay. by Stephon Gilmore. <laughs> Replaced by Stephon Gilmore. Um, okay, let's look at the AFC. Can I look at the AFC? AFC, uh, we got Justin Herbert at quarterback. Justin Herbert, Mahomes, and Lamar. Lamar, and, I don't know how he made and, it. And and Mac Jones is an alternate. I don't know who bowed out. I think it was probably Mahomes. Uh, yeah, out. it probably was Mahomes. I would agree because he's in Mac Jones somehow. And then my boy John Taylor, I know. Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon's no. So Najee Harris is replacing Joe Mixon. He sucks, but <laughs> that's okay. Um, Deontay Johnson's replacing Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Keenan Allen. That's pretty good. And Hunter Renfro, I believe. It's pretty too. good. Hunter Renfro. Renfro's it's a beast too. On NFL.com, it doesn't say that, Jake. So if you yeah, yeah, just it says it says Hunter Renfro. I think he's filling in for Keenan Allen because I know Hunter Renfro was at the uh, skills showdown thingy last oh, night. Okay. Whatever. I only saw a couple of highlights from that. I didn't watch it. Gotcha. And then Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey is the tight ends. I wonder if Kelsey would play even if Mahomes backed out. Yeah. So I mean, I, listen, I. They're both loaded. It just depends on how much Aaron Rodgers plays compared to like a guy like Kirk Cousins or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. But listen, it's the I mean, Pro they're Bowl. Both, they're all loaded. By the way, I have Pro the Bowl's score of worthless. the Madden Pro Bowl from last from uh, last year. It went over. Sixty-three um, and a half. 
it it was it would the NFC won the Madden Pro Bowl by a score of thirty two to twelve. Nope, under. Oh, See, under even club. five and even one. Even Madden picked. Scores, even right? Madden had the under. Wow. So, I I just I know the the under is what's gonna happen. That's like, that's like a f- a non. That's just like a fun bet. Like picking fun an bet. over under in a Pro Bowl. <sighs> like it, it's, it's so not worth stupid. My money, no, no, yeah, it's so stupid, but it's like it's just it's fun. I mean, you wouldn't bet a lot on it. Anyway. Yeah, it's just no, like no. something to root for, I'm like with house people. It's just a, no. it's, it's just a, you know <laughs> fun thing you do with friends if yeah you want to have any if you want to lose some money. Yeah, if you want to lose just some, some money entertainment and just share it with others. Yeah. <laughs> Give us this in sports books. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You want to make Fandle rich? Did you guys see? Someone predicted the score in both. The I, I think Jack that. posted it in our group chat. Um, in both the championship games and got it correct. The correct like score. Twenty. It was he used like twenty dollars of like credit, Fanduel credit too that he had. It wasn't even like money. It was like app credit that he had. Um, and it was like twenty bucks turned into like sixty grand. And Fanduel confirmed they paid it out. It's like. I thought it was five hundred grand. It, I sure, think it was that much. Pretty sure it was sixty. Well, regardless, he just got a Re- whole lot of whole lot of change for that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's insanity. It was sixty. Sixty. Grand. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I don't know what I was looking at. Yeah, then. yeah. Oh no, that's something else. Yeah, I was gonna say that's I thought it was else. like five hundred k. That's uh, this probably I saw on Twitter and then the screenshot is someone had Pete Alonso winning the Derby. Colin Morikawa winning the Open Championship and then the Niners winning Super Bowl, which was also be twenty bucks to sixty grand. But of course, the Niners are now out, so that's not happening. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought it was like six. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Twenty bucks, five hundred and seventy nine thousand dollars. Oh my goodness! The, oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow. The odds were two point yeah eight million plus two point eight million, and he got it. So. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. I, sometimes I just think that stuff's fake. Like I just think that people like, like Fanduel will edit that so it gets people to bet stupid stuff like that. Yeah, I sometimes think that. But w- when they show the video of the winner, like saying and like showing the bet slip, and then then that's different. But I, I feel like they they make that stuff up, get people like us to just be stupid, and be like, oh, we got a chance, let's do it. <laughs> you so, never have a chance. Never have a chance. Never have a never. chance. That guy definitely went through. See, this is what they don't show you. They don't show you the what other you know. 500 bet slips where he did that bet and did not win. All right. And he probably made his money back. <laughs> and he probably <laughs> he probably is going to throw it away on some parlay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, but it's still crazy. Still crazy. Crazy. Hit. Still crazy. Hit. crazy. Still All right. And I saw one before we had to break. And I saw one that had the same scores had the winners flipped. I oh. kid you not. They had the Chiefs winning 27-24 and they had the uh, the 49ers winning 20 to 17. Wow. And they just and they lost out on some wow. uh, on some good money. They just picked the wrong winners. That was it. Picked the right score and everything. Oh. All right, before we before we go to break, I want to I want to get one last time. What are our locks of the week? <laughs> That's good. We should say it at the end so everyone knows cuz I feel true. like we just get off on a tangent. Me, I picked Detroit Pistons plus 10 against the Boston Celtics tonight. I picked Auburn over Georgia as my <laughs> money line. Okay. Yeah, minus two thousand. <laughs> so you should you should pick Georgia. <laughs> okay, reverse psychology. Yeah, I, you should I pick the Celtics. I picked the Iona spread against some random college. Some rant Canisius. Canisius. Well, you heard it there first. It's pronounced Canisius, everybody. Uh, that was locks of the week here on this Friday crew. Make sure you stay 
Locked here on 88.7 FM. You're listening to The Crew, WRSU FM, New Brunswick. At Council. Can we just talk? Back with it here Friday afternoon, February 4th. Approaching 5 p.m. Eastern here on the 4th Floor College Ave Student Center. Dylan Allen, David Palumbo, Jake Meistel here with you this afternoon. Just wrapped up with our locks of the week. And according to Jake, you should do reverse psychology, bet the opposite of what we were thinking. So if that's what you guys want to do, go right ahead. Uh, but for this segment, can we just talk? I'm going to hand it over to Jake Meistel. He is a he's a big fan of the Olympics, and you know Olympics are starting. I think they've already started in opening ceremonies probably today or tomorrow. I forget which one, but Jake, I'll hand it over to you. Uh, I believe you're right. It is today. But yes, the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics have started. They started last night. Uh, we had some, I, I believe we had some skiing, uh, and there was also some figure skating if you're into that. But um, I just wanted to ask you guys, first of all, uh, do you guys watch the Olympics at all? If so, how much? What are your favorite Olympic sports? I mean, I would say normally, yeah, but I mean, this year, interest level is probably at an all-time low, to be honest with you. Did I know the the ceremonies were happening? Yes, because I was walking to the bus stop by the yard to my 830 class on Livingston, so I saw there was some, I don't know if it was a replay or if it was live in China, 12 hours difference, but they were showing some like Olympic ceremony thing at the yard. Um but yeah, I mean, normally I'm somewhat interested. Like, I watched a bunch of the summer stuff. I got kind of into it a little bit. I normally get kind of into it, but I have abs- absolutely no interest in watching it this year. Especially, like, because I-, I love college basketball, right? Like, that's, like, my favorite thing. So, I'm, I'm, I just watch that. Yeah, um, kind of in the same boat and for different reasoning. Because, I, I like, I watch hockey occasionally. I watch the Rangers, right? But I do like watching Olympic hockey. Just something about like the teams being being like representing countries, it's appealing to me. And I'll sit down and watch a hockey Olympic game. This year they're doing it, but the NHL is not allowing their players to participate. I was just about to ask since I know the NHL season is going on right now. How does that work? Well, right now they are the All Star break is this weekend, so they would have played. The All Star break is how I think the All Star break would have covered them, like to be able to play. The issue is. With the Olympics being in China, their COVID protocols there are much different than here. I think my friend, my friend whose dad works with the NHL, they he told me that their protocols are five weeks quarantine if you get COVID there. So the NHL was like, well, listen, we don't want our star players having to stay in China for four, five weeks with COVID and miss 10, 12 games of the season because of this. So let's not risk it and let's just not have them participate. And instead, we'll have some of the minor league players go in and play instead. So the appeal for me went away in an instant because now I'm watching minor league hockey for the U.S. team and for Canada and some other teams, right? Like it's just not going to be the same. And I feel that I'm more intrigued with Summer Olympics anyway. Yeah. Like, since they just added baseball, too, I thought that was cool. But that's Todd also, Frazier and everything. But I was about to say, that's also, like, you're watching 40-year-old Todd Frazier compared to, like, young stars of the right. day. It's young American stars of the day. The difference is I don't pay attention to hockey enough to know, like, 
oh my god, that's an amazing prospect. No, but in you the know NHL. what I mean. Like you're saying, they're showing like minor leaguers right. sending them to play hockey. Right. I don't want to watch. Like that. the U.S. is loaded baseball players, but you watch the U.S. Olympics in baseball, and it's like, who are these dudes? Right. But it's I guess because I pay attention to baseball more, I know of some of the players, but some of them were also free agents that just played. And so Todd Frazier was one of them. And on Japan, Masahiro Tanaka, former Yankee, he's now playing in Japan. Like so I, I there was some interest in like but for hockey, I was like intrigued to watch the US team and some Canada like you know, Canada and some other teams that had like Sidney Crosby and stuff like that. But now they're not gonna be participating. So my interest level has gone down a little bit. Um, and to be honest, I don't know, I'm not the biggest fan of watching like skiing or snowboarding or really anything. So I'm kind of a more of a summer Olympics uh, type of guy. But real quick, I just want to, I don't want to get too far off the beaten path here, but I just want to mention something because I just saw this now and this would have been perfect for our previous segment and I can't let this not be brought up. Uh, I go on Instagram, the second post I see is by Bleacher Report Betting um, and they posted a FanDuel Sportsbook ticket that was made on January 12th, 2022. So I guess right before the playoffs. Somebody put down $3,000 on a Rams-Bengals Super Bowl matchup. And the Ooh. payout was 132 grand. Well. So it just, I, wow. I, I, I had to say that. Because we were talking about big big bets hitting. Yeah, it's and crazy. S- and see, this is, this is why I don't bet on sports. Because I would <laughs> never make that kind of pick. <laughs> it, with, and with that kind of money on the line. Three grand? Exactly. Like you're that confident in that? At the beginning of the playoffs? Yeah. Really? I mean, it, it all depends. Like, you have no clue how much, how big their account is or... Right, but still. But still, that's, it's still that's crazy. stupid money, yeah. Still crazy. But anyway, getting yeah. back to the conversation at hand, I don't know, just the fact that the the hockey isn't as involved as it, it usually is with the professional players, I just, I don't watch hockey enough to know the younger, the young stars of the game that really don't play in the league yet. Like, I just... I'm not that invested, so it's it's kind of like whatever for me. But what about you, Jake? Like you're a big Olympic guy. What so, what intrigues you the most? So I'll say this: I'm kind of the opposite of you guys. I'm not super big on the Summer Olympics most of the time. Like I like them, but they're not really like there's there's so many different kinds of events that I usually only really focus on like a few things. Like I like the swimming, obviously. You know, I'll focus. I'll pay attention to the basketball a little bit. Uh, maybe some of the track and field. Um, I don't usually pay, pay attention to tennis. I handball, handball, huh? handball is so fun. <laughs> I I've I've seen handball. It's, it's fun. so fun. I, I it's don't, fun to play. I don't, I, mean. I don't really watch. It's fun handball. to play. Oh, I, yeah. I I do watch the gymnastics. Um, my mom's always been a big fan of gymnastics, so it's always on. Rockers has a gymnastics meet tonight. Um, do they? They do. Are we good? I I have no clue. I just figured I would say that. Um, at, at here at JMA at seven. But Shannon wants to go. I do really like the Show Winter Olympics because all of the Winter Olympic events take place on snow or ice. And I, I will say, my favorite event at every Winter Olympics has always been the snowboarding. Um, the uh, the half pipe in snowboarding. I mean, I, I grew up loving Sean White, and he is back once again for his fifth Olympics, which is insane. Um... And we also have the young phenom Chloe Kim for the women. Um, so that that should be really exciting. I'm not really super familiar with a ton of the other snowboarders, but it's always fun for me regardless. Um, I also like all the sliding events, you know, like the luge, skeleton, and bobsledding ones. 
um, those are always really fun. They just go so fast. And uh, I also like the hockey. The uh, speed skating is, is fun. Skiing's not really my thing. And even though it's always on in my house because my mom watches it all the time, I'm kind of iffy on figure skating. <laughs> but, I mean, I will agree that I that my interest in the Winter Olympics is probably not as great as it usually is because, you know, it, it's one thing when it's, like, the usual two years after Summer Olympics, but having it, like, right after, like, it's months right after Summer Olympics just happened. So I'm already so, – so there's a little bit of fatigue there, right? It's also – I mean, like I said, in the midst of college basketball season, not that a ton of people care about that, but also, like, the Super Bowl is next week, Super Bowl week. So, I mean, I haven't heard, like, anything that, about the Olympics. They got completely overshadowed. That's the other thing, and that's kind of the issue with, uh, you know, this being the first year of the 18-week season instead of the 17-week season uh, in the NFL is that usually, you know, it's been that the Super Bowl happens and then there's the Winter Olympics. But this year, the Winter Olympics start, and then halfway through, we have the Super Bowl on NBC, who's also doing the Olympics. So that's— What about Peacock? I mean— Yeah, what about Peacock, bro? I mean, you can watch all— They own the rights there, too. All of the Winter Olympics stuff, you can watch all that on Peacock as well. <laughs> you can. I'm, I'm completely but, serious. I learned this like, in the summer. Yeah, you can. But like, it, it just kind of—it it, kind of throws a weird wrinkle into it because— Where'd John go? He went home. That was my boy. Oh, that's your jacket, Jake? Yeah, that's mine. Oh, um, I thought he left his jacket here. <laughs> I was going to bring it home to him. Um, what was his name who was shadowing us? Uh, John. John. He's shadowing he, you. He, he, he's shadowing you. Yeah. He's not, shadowing not me, us. but he's also shadowing us. No, how no, no. no. I don't think so. <laughs> don't get it twisted. Um, he was in the room with you. Yeah. But yeah, he, I didn't he, speak to he him. left. Looking at he you. Left I hate around, him. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I love you, John. I love you, John. Hate him already? No, I love him. But yeah, it's kind of it's kind of confusing because like I'm I'm in the middle of like getting ready to pay attention to the Olympics, and halfway through I have to like interrupt myself for football again, you know. Whereas I'm used to being like the Super Bowl happened, and then I pay attention to the Winter Olympics. Nah, it's the other way around for me. It's like, wow, they really got to entertain me with this Olympic crap and make me wait another an extra week for the Super Bowl, and then it's like it finally <laughs> comes and like oh I gotta go back to watching this. That's what it is for me. Because it's I not mean, just the Super Bowl. It's Super Bowl week. I mean weekend. Uh, uh, you know on. From that perspective, you're right, and I, I'm kind of glad. I'm also kind of glad that the Olympics are happening right now because I don't like waiting a week between the championship Sunday and the Super Bowl. And, and having to watch the pointless Pro Bowl. I mean, yeah, I don't mind I the Pro Bowl, but it doesn't do it's enough to, to to satiate my interest personally. So they, To what now? Satiate. Is that... Is that I, the, the like word? That's of the like week? to satisfy. I guess, I guess that's our word of what, the week. What was it? That's our, see, that's Jake's word of the week. Say see, it. We're already time? forgetting the segments. Say see, one. see, Jake, Jake, say it again. Satiate. Satiate. Yeah, I don't know how to spell that. That's S A T E A T. No, I A T E. Yes. See, I can't spell. S A T I A T E. What was last week? Satiate. Uh, that was incantation. Oh, yes, it was. Incantation. See, I, and, and it's down. funny yeah, because I was it. trying to think of what my word of the week might be on the way oh. here. <laughs> you were? And, you were planning uh, and it? And then it just it's happened be raw. randomly. Yeah, it's, it's got to be raw. It's It's got to be It's got to be completely unintentional. Yeah, it has to be off the cuff. <laughs> satiate. Past tense, satiated. Another term for sage. So I guess it's just satisfied, right? That's what it is, I think, right? Or no? Basically, yeah. I mean, I mean he used it. <laughs> he to did satiate, use it. To satiate is like to satisfy, to fulfill. Right. You know. 
Yeah, so there you go. Um, but yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't really like. It it I'm kind of left with a void in between oh. Championship Sunday and the it's Super Bowl. They, and they give you the Pro Bowl thinking that's good enough. It's not. I mean, not I guess enough, it's dude. better it's like than I guess it's better than tacking on the Pro Bowl at after the Super Bowl. And it's on Sunday, the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Okay. Are there any good college games on Sunday? <laughs> See, that's uh, what I'm looking for right now. Uh, last week, Purdue, the Purdue game was awesome. Yeah. Purdue, Ohio State. Jaden Ivey hit a buzzer beater on Sunday. That was a good game. Um, Hold on. I mean, Maryland plays Ohio State. Houston's awesome. They play Cincinnati. Not that a ton of people care about that. Who's Houston? They're number six there's in the country, only, baby. There's only three oh, we don't top talk about 25 him. teams oh, playing on Sunday. We don't shoot, talk about that. You're right. You're oh, right, Providence right. at Georgetown, Maryland at Ohio State. Maryland OSU is the one I would I would be interested in. And Manhattan Houston, at Kinesius, your team. Kinesius? Manhattan at Kinesius, yeah, at 1 p.m. They're on ESPN 3. I don't know if you get that, though. Unfortunate. Uh, any good games later? Uh, Minnesota at Iowa. I guess that's a good game. Yeah, I mean, Seton Hall. <laughs> I mean, wait, that's tonight. I would rather watch Big Ten than Big East. Um, and then you said Houston at Cincinnati. Is that what you mentioned? Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. Sunday Houston's also is really Minnesota good. at Iowa. Yeah. Yeah, Minnesota. So we got some decent games. I'd rather watch over the Pro Bowl, if I'm being honest with you. Oh, totally. Literally, from 12 o'clock and the 12 o'clock and 1 o'clock hour, I'll be watching Providence at Georgetown and then Maryland at <laughs> Ohio State. And then as soon as 4.30 hits, I'm literally going to be watching you know what? I'll be watch. I'll I'll watch Loyola Chicago. Dude, they're at, good. At two o'clock on ESPN two, they're a good team. They, they very have good. been. And then I'll put on uh, I'll put on Minnesota at Iowa four thirty. They're like one of those yeah. teams that like you can't really consider mid major maybe anymore. No, not they're, yet. They're consistently good. They're, I mean, they beat Illinois last year I, in the tournament. I, oh, oh, I know. They, I had Illinois winning Broke my the whole bracket. thing. Same. I had Illinois winning Same. the whole thing. Same. Um, yeah, yeah. you know how I love you know how I love Illinois. Like, I mean. They 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 didn't look so, so great this week. They still beat Wisconsin. Um, Kofi looked awesome. I Kofi watched that looked game. awesome. Dominant yeah, as I watched usual. the game too. Curbelo played a couple minutes off the bench, coming back from his injury. So, I mean, they they looked okay, but yeah, no one could stop Kofi. It was literally the Kofi show. Dominant as usual, but no one shot great. Like Fraser didn't shoot crazy good. Plummer didn't shoot crazy good. Granderson didn't shoot crazy good. But yeah, Kofi completely dominated, um, which he can do, which is why I think they could go super far in the tournament once again. But. Yeah, their free throw percentage was kind of concerning. 9 of 18. 50% I mean, as a team. No one shot great. They have shooters, but they did not shoot great that game. Frazier, 3 of 10. Williams, 3 of 5. Plummer, 1 of 7. Plummer Brandis, was 1 of 7? Plummer was Plummer was 1 of 7. 1 of 6 from 3. Um, yeah. Grandison was 5 of 9. 3 of 6 from 3. He had 14. And then it was like just the Kofi show. Yeah, 37 Plummer's points, not going to shoot rebounds. that bad normally. A lot of those guys aren't going to shoot that bad normally. But yeah, I mean, Kofi can go ahead and dominate games. Kind of at will sometimes. So, so incantation, incantation was last week, and now it's satiate this week. Okay. Mark, write it down. I got We're you, We're going to write bro. that down. I got you. All right. Sounds <laughs> Jake good. Jake Meistel with the word of the day. Sounds good. The word of the week. Word of the day, word of the week. I mean, we, we're only here one day a week. So. We're, this, well, I it's am, the anyway. Friday crew, so it's like the it's it's the, it's the the Jake's word of the week. I'm yeah. I'm only in crew one one day a week, so, yeah. you know. It's the word of the week, baby. Word of the, word the week. week. Word, of the day, word of the day, same thing. Um, but yeah, no, I don't think I'll be watching college basketball on Sunday. I'll probably so. be watching uh, Olympic snowboarding. <laughs> I'll be uh, in the car with Gideon Fox. Oh, that's true. You gotta, you gotta drive coming up. <laughs> Where are you headed, David? <laughs> Philly Airport. Oh boy. Yeah, they gotta go to Philly. Gotta go to Philly, baby. Oh boy. Wait, wait, wait. You're you're going things. to the Philly Airport for what reason? Oh yeah, <laughs> to go to OSU. Because their flight is scheduled to Ohio State, uh, oh, to boy. Ohio State from Philly. 
for whatever reason. You, you, you go to Philly Airport instead of Newark? Don't ask me. I'm Mike, not in charge. Uh, he doesn't book it. It's Pav who books oh. all this stuff. So it's it's whatever all right. the best deal is, I think. That's, that's yeah, what he I gives mean, you. I, I'm enough. with that. Yeah. Fair I'm enough. Doing, I'm, I'm, not, I'm doing what I'm told, Jake. That's it. Crazy. Um, that's it. Yeah, we're, we're here to it's kind of kind of a pain to get to that airport. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're ripping on him. Well, I mean, it's an hour and change. I don't think it's that bad. I I don't I've mean I don't yeah. mean the drive as a whole. I mean like actually once you're there, trying to once uh, you're in Philly, trying to get to the airport. Oh, you're just Horrible. saying the airport. Dangerous sucks. city? You mean what? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, like it's confusing or it's a bad you're area? Just saying the, the airport sucks. No, it it's like it hard to get there. What does that mean? Because you said the drive is not bad. Because, because like, like the walk right. from when you park. It's it's, it's there's. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up because it's it's weird, but there's like no easy way to get there from like like hold on. Really I'm also looking at the college basketball slates as you're looking that up. Oh. Duke at North Carolina tomorrow. Bro, tomorrow I, I kinda forgot crazy. about that. Bro, I'm here like so long because I'm producing the lacrosse match and then the Michigan State game, right? right? So I'm not even gonna have even the Rutgers Michigan State game I'm gonna watch like Kentucky or Duke, North Carolina, or I'm not watching Rutgers lose by 20. No shot. No, I'll probably put it on. Definitely, like during the lacrosse, I'll put on some college basketball game though. Hundred percent. So, so 100%. like the the Philly airport is not. It's it's like right to the southwest of Philly. Um. So I don't know Philly. That doesn't mean anything to me. Okay. So he's from just, Pennsylvania. Just to just to okay. clarify. So he's so, a hoodlum. You know. Huh? <laughs> He's a Villanova guy. I mean, he should know the area. Um, so it's 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 not it's not really super accessible from like any of the like really major roads. Like it's not <laughs> right off of Route One. It's not really. Is it right off of Ninety Five? I don't. It, I'm it, sure the, the navigation will get them there I'm safe sure and sound. This isn't the seventies. Yeah, I'm sure I'm they'll sure be fine. It's not off the beaten path. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be off the beaten path. It's not off the we'll beaten it. path if if you are coming from out of state and you're like driving down 95. But if you like live more like inland in Pennsylvania and not as close to the city, it it's kind of off the beaten path. Okay, well, like the route that I would take into the city from where I used to live, it's like out of the way, way out of the way. <laughs> like you, like because you drive like just straight east into the city and then you just have to like make get off on one exit like go completely different Mm. directions like awkward nobody likes doing it (laughs) i appreciate your concern you think we'll be just fine yeah yeah i don't think i need you to tell me jake but i appreciate it oh (laughs) yeah um just speaking from experience (laughs) (laughs) had a bad experience at the philly airport Oh no! It's just—he's just saying from where he used to live, it's off the beaten path. But for yeah. you guys, it should just be a straight shot like down it, ninety-five. Like it <laughs> yeah. was so off the beaten path that oh, that we've opted to just drive all the way to Newark and take a flight there instead. Really? <laughs> In the from past. Pennsylvania, like where you used yes. to live there? Wow! Yes. Wow! All yeah. right. Well, all right. I don't know how I don't we. Know I don't the, know how we got to. I don't know what the airport. point of that. I don't know how we got there, but. We did, we and can move past we that. update the list, uh, satiate, <laughs> add that to the list of Jake's words of the week. That was Can We Just Talk here on The Crew. Stay tuned for more on the other side of the break. You're listening to WRSU-FM, New Brunswick.